fuck my ass. What? Take me straight to pound town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Marty, rock hard over here. What are you talking about? <laughs> and drop my tea bag. <laughs> oh, shit. Fact. What's up, guys? It's the iPhone Files, episode 8. It's your boy, Michael Escobedo. How's everybody doing? Oh, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate this. Uh, I hope you got a little laugh out of that little pre-roll right there. My boy Dustin. <laughs> oh man, he is, he's the guest honor today. But that was a funny little segment that I recorded like almost instantly when I turned my microphone on and, you know, it's something I knew I had to use. But uh, yeah, thanks guys. Episode eight, made it to number eight, seven. I got a decent little feedback from that. Uh, not the most of people listen to it, but it's kind of the same crowd. Uh, you know, SoundCloud Analytics, they let me know who's listening, and I love it. So it's like, yo, every single one of you, I appreciate you. I'm going to give you all a huge shout-out one of these days, but I don't want to, you know, get too eager on it. But yeah, in episode 9, that will be coming out pretty soon, too. I have uh, two guests on that one. That's uh, going to be a fun one. We haven't recorded yet, but that's in the plans. Then episode 10... Can't wait for that. I'm going to do that one solo. And then 11 and 12, I also have people that want to come on. So it's kind of cool. I have like the next four podcasts planned out. But this podcast, and I gave you the preview in my last episode. This is one I've been waiting to release because it is. It's a good one in the fact of we talk about a subject that is not talked about enough. And that's, you know, that's your mental health. That's your mental awareness. And that is something that, especially for me, it's a huge issue because, you know, I want to be this podcaster, this comedian, the photographer, you know, digital marketer, you know, there's so much I want to do, but I mean, what I truly care about on the daily, and this is so serious, is, you know, I just want to be a better person. I want to be the best me and I want to be able to help whoever I can. And then, you know, also take what I can from others to help myself. I'm all about just trying to become the best version of myself. And that's not always really been the case. And we kind of talk about it in this episode, me and Dustin. You know, it didn't really hit me till a few years ago where it's like, yo, man, you need to wake up and you need to like realize a few things about life. And that starts with you. And so that's exactly what I kind of did. And it's been a, it's, you know, it's a tough journey facing your inner demons really is, you know, sitting alone with yourself, uh, being in your own company. It's something that kind of makes a lot of people uncomfortable. And it's some people, some people don't ever even do it, which is kind of, uh, it's kind of sad if you don't really just sit alone in some silence by yourself. Uh, but yeah, so I'm super excited for this episode. Dustin Brooks, great dude, becoming one of my good friends here in Denver. He, uh, he's originally from Georgia and I met him through photography and right off the way, right off the bat, I knew, you know, very intelligent guy just to, just to hear him speak, you know, I knew, um, knew he's a smart dude. And we kind of just hit it off, and it's cool, you know, I've been meeting, like, so many people through photography, you know, a lot of my good friends, and he's one of them, and we've been hanging out, and, you know, always just bouncing ideas off each other, and I was like, yo, man, we're kind of on the same path, um, somewhat, you know, when we're talking about mental awareness and mental health, we should record an episode, and he was all for it right away, because he's all about just giving and trying to get his message out there as much as possible. He's a massage therapist, and he's... He's doing something a little different than most. He has a CBD oil that he's working on. And that is, you know, that is some heavy stuff. That will really help out the industry, the whole industry, I think, uh, having the CBD oil. Because massage alone, it's just the benefits from that are massive. 
and mix in, you know, a CBD oil that you're directly pushing into the, into the muscle, you know, just works wonders. And so uh, I wish him the best with that. And I know he's going to be successful in it because he's just a super hard worker and he's he's doubling down on it, which I just, you know, I admire so much. And his, you know, his name, his business's name, it's Intentional Therapeutics. Intentional. And I love that word. And same thing for his photography. It's Intentional Photography. And I just love that. It's like Intentional. Let's intentionally do this. Like, why are you doing it? Because I intentionally thought of it. Like, I thought this out and I want it to happen. So I made it happen. I intentionally did this. And I've kind of been living by that ever since you kind of said that, um, to live with intention. And that is something I'm really trying to do. And, you know, every day, the self-discovery route, it doesn't end. You know, you don't ever get to a point and you're just like, oh, I'm good. You know, you, uh, it's a daily struggle. And it's a daily grind, and there's always room for improvement. You're never done. I've said it in episodes before where, you know, when you're 80 years old, you're still learning. You know, your brain doesn't shut off. I mean, your ignorance can shut it off. But if you're still hungry and you're still growing, you'll grow to the day you die. You'll learn to the day you die. So that's just something, uh, yeah, that's, that's me. And I like this episode a lot. Even though all my episodes and a lot of people tell me, yo, you need to find a niche, you need to stick with something so you find an audience, whatever. That's like, I mean, the way this podcast is going is it exactly describes my life. I don't have a niche. I don't have, I don't really have a path that I'm going off. You know, I'm a, you know, jack of all trades, master of none or whatever that saying is. That is me to the fullest. And, you know, this podcast very much so kind of reflects me where, I kind of dip and dive in so many different outlets, you know, I try to be funny sometimes, you know, I try to tell a story, I try to, you know, try the episode five about my predictions for 2018, you know, I did a lot of research on that because I'm a research junkie on stuff that I find interesting, and so it's like cool because like this podcast, it very much so is me, so am I going to find a niche, am I going to find, you know, somewhere I'm going, I don't know, I really, I'm not worried about it right now, I'm just worried about um, doing what I want to do and I intentionally do it that way. I uh, put this stuff out because, you know, it's part of me and I wanted to share that. And if uh, a few people listen, that's cool. And if, you know, not, you know, some people get turned off by it, that's fine too. Like it is what it is. I'm not trying to win anyone over or whatever. I'm just trying to uh, fulfill my own standards and putting the, putting the work out is what really matters to me. And, you know, I'm not getting caught up in the numbers of it because that'll just drive you crazy. And a lot of really great artists will they'll literally be like, yo, fuck the numbers. Look at the work. And I'm such a believer in that. You know, some, some people, they try to be so strategic in how they lay out their, you know, their Instagram accounts. And there is great value when you use strategy in it. You can really grow a massive following and then, uh, you know, eventually monetize that. But at the same time, I look at it where I'm like, I only update every few weeks, you know, once a week, maybe twice a week, then I go on a two-week hiatus, like, whatever it is, it's like, whatever, I don't care, like, I just try to make every single thing I do the best I can do, and, you know, timing, timing, timing isn't everything, but it's a lot of things, and for me, it's my timing's story of my life, it's all over the place, (laughs) But yeah, enough of this, enough of me talking, I want to cut to Dustin here in a sec, we're on top of my roof, uh, audio, you hear the wind a little bit, you might hear like a siren or a dog, but it's pretty good, pretty good quality, you know, I'd give it 8 out of 10, but this is my boy Dustin Brooks, hey guys, appreciate y'all listening to iPhone Files, episode 8, my boy Dustin, look him up, fantastic guy, you're in the area, you have some, um, 
muscle atrophy that you need to get worked out, hit him up. He's a phenomenal massage guy, massage masseuse, whatever they're called. I don't know, therapist, whatever they are. He's great at it. Uh, I probably should know that considering we've had massive conversations about it, but that is typical me. <laughs> I use brilliant, brilliant idiot logic. Can't even speak half the time. Why do I have a podcast when I can't even speak? All right, guys, let's go. Cut to it right now. Mental awareness. When were you most mentally aware in your life? And before you answer that, I'm, for me, it was like almost a oh my god moment. Like it finally like kind of sunk in. It wasn't like one day, but it was like you know over a short period of time where I was like, whoa, I kind of like get what I'm doing now. I kind of yeah. finally haven't found my purpose, but I find what I like that can lead me to my purpose. That I like made me very curious. And it was almost when I was 24. Now I was about 22 when I had that like oh my god moment of like okay, I kind of. Right. I understand it. it. Yeah, I kind of get it. Like, I understand, like, what I like, what I don't like, what I'm afraid of, and, like, what's kind of driving me. And that, like, that 22 year for me was, like, very, was very curious because I was learning about myself, which mm-hmm. was great. And then 23, it was like, okay, now I know how to implement, you know, everything that I've learned into my daily life where I can, you know, start the morning strong and then have that energy carry over throughout the whole day. And then for 20, at 24, it really kind of, okay now find you, you found your passions you know what you like uh now go after and kind of achieve what you've always wanted to achieve and like be who you've always wanted to be kind of like through through the process of self-discovery and awareness you kind of sounds like you've kind of became more grounded very and yeah more, and uh, i love that word elliot holtz uses, uses that a lot to oh, be yeah. grounded and absolutely i try to carry that into almost any situation no matter what it really be like long if you're grounded and you're present in the moment you're a-okay for any situation awkward you know uh, angry situation whatever it may be you can handle it because you're you're present and you're Dude, grounded you're, yeah you're speaking my language it's yeah. like there's so I, I believe that there is incredible liberation in the present moment I think there's incredible freedom in living in the present moment not dwelling in the past, letting that define mm-hmm. you. I like that freedom because yeah, you are you're so free. When you're present in the moment, you do you take yeah. everything in for what it is. You're like, cool. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, like just worry is a, uh, you know, it's doubling down on something that hasn't even existed yet. Yeah. You're already putting yourself through the torture of something that doesn't even exist in the future. Yeah. And then let it, and then your past, like, you know, letting it define you, whatever that from whatever that may have been, like. It's just, it kind of like robs you of your own inherent power, I feel like, hmm. to be whatever you want to be, to be whoever you want to be in the present moment, you know? Yeah, and being grounded so. through that, like, knowing, for me, this is just my personal thoughts, that this is all that exists currently, is this present moment, and enjoying it, and basking in it, and being here, is incredibly liberating. It provides me incredible clarity and space to be able to think, to be able to move. To have that clarity, you right? do, yeah. To be able, I, I believe, you know, it's like literally think about this. Like, how many people do you know could go into a coffee house, leave their phone in the car, and drink their coffee and just sit there and look around? That's so true, yeah. That's what, I've noticed that before where you go around in public and humans that are by themselves, they're on their phone the whole time no one is hanging out in their own company. People are afraid of their own company sometimes. I believe the removal of things, this is a part of the book that I just read, 
when you literally start removing and removing and removing whatever that is you do to numb yourself to to numb your attention even you know whether it's your phone whether it's watching tv it, it's all you you not sitting with yourself yeah. and when you start to really sit with yourself whether it's in a coffee house for 15 20 minutes with nothing else going on whether it's on your couch or whatever that's when you really start to meet yourself that's when your potential suffering comes up I agree with that that's when I was saying earlier with like when I was 22 and kind of figuring that out that's when I got into meditation and meditation even that's I mean you can't really that's you sitting with yourself <laughs> yeah that's the removal yeah. of the of the distractions 100% and going inward and when you're when you first start out you almost do you're like sitting in a room by yourself and it's quiet and you're like what the fuck am I doing and then you're like wait yeah. no one's watching it doesn't matter right. like I'm doing whatever I want to do right now and you do you sit with yourself and that's when you get the the awareness of yeah what why it's so hard to sit with yourself you know what's bothering you where you can't just relax and you kind of face it head on yeah you have to, like that's like I mentioned the word surrender is that's like a very common thing talked about in uh, different schools of thought and meditation Mm -hmm. is you don't you don't go into a meditation you know expecting it to look or feel a certain way it's literally the surrender to the moment that provides the experience for you that provides the integration of whatever you're going that through. Enriches the that enriches exactly you're the you yes. sitting there surrendering and going inward is what makes makes it happen. Rather than I want to sit down, I want to achieve this. Like the more you try, like meditation isn't something you train for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's yeah. not like there's a workout protocol. <laughs> you know, yeah. to be a fucking badass meditator. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's literally the learning of just being okay with whatever is and sometimes whatever is is really really dark mm-hmm. and that's what people shy away from when it gets uncomfortable when it gets dark when their mind starts racing and they start judging themselves and then they come out of the meditation they're like oh well I just suck at meditation or mm-hmm. whatever it is like it's because you you are trying to direct that which you can't direct that's where people they'll suppress it with drinking going out drinking heavily drugs or whatever just to get that emotion out of the way exactly sitting with sitting with your demons because when you face your demons you're like no you're not doing meditation wrong you're actually doing it right because now you realize what is going on and what uh, really terrorizes you in your own head and that scares a lot of people it is it's fucking scary you'll cry a few times in your bed by yourself (laughs) absolutely yeah the darkest parts of you are fucking scary but they also deserve just as much love and embracing than as anything else and like and once you're cool with them you really like people can't make fun of you for them anymore no. it's like it's not a funny joke yeah you're like yeah i know like, yeah you know, and, like, and not even so much like people actually bring to voice but like you in your head thinking like oh this person's you know thinking this or whatever because i'm insecure about this thing so i you know i, I believe everyone's looking at it or something like yeah, that yeah but like once you're aware of it it's like it doesn't fucking matter you're like yeah i know <laughs> Right. Okay. It exists. Continue. Yeah. It's it's something I'm working on, or it's something that just exists. You know yeah. what I mean? Like even something with me with like something so simple as like the, the gray hairs that I have because I'm going pretty gray. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm pretty damn young, and I got gray hairs really young too, and that was I was I was super self conscious about it because I was like fuck, twenty years old getting grays? Right. What the hell? And now they're like taking over my head. <laughs> <laughs> but now anymore, I'm like oh I'm cool with it. Like I dyed my hair for a little while. I do that every now and then did different haircuts to kind of like almost cover it up and now I'm like fuck 
yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's me. Like, whatever. Dude, that's the thing. Like, we, we're so quick to... I feel like we're so quick to judge each other as opposed to embrace each other. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like, di- differences are scary for a lot of people. If you're stuck in your own school of thought, whatever that is, um, anything outside of that can be scary. Change is scary. Discomfort is scary. You see somebody that doesn't look like you at all in an unfamiliar place you're going to get a physiological response you know you're gonna be like i don't know what this person looks weird this person looks frightening this person you know may look like they're gonna rob me whatever even though they're not because in your head so much you're in your head and it's different which causes a physiological response in some way yeah yeah um yeah see i've noticed like in situations where super insecure about myself or whatever it was that I wasn't feeling good about you're like very tense you know you're kind of like clammy and a little sweaty and like that right there the way your body how your body reacts to something that should tell you right there what kind of what's going on in your head I I think the body I think the body and the heart speak first I think that's where I've learned to listen first what does my body and my heart feel Um, in any almost when I walk into a room when I have a converse, basic conversation with somebody, like, you know, there's like the Heart Math Institute or whatever, where they've basically done, you know, like legitimate studies that prove that your heart has around 20 seconds ish of intuition, hmm. which is a lot. It's a long time. <laughs> and they, they would even speculate longer. But so they're saying when you they... go into a situation, your heart feels it first? Yep. Yeah, okay. Your heart is intrinsically conductive. So it beats itself. The brain doesn't tell the heart to beat. The brain can modify the heartbeat via epinephrine, norepinephrine, other neurotransmitters, electrical impulse, but the heart beats itself. You take a heart out of someone's body, it still pumps by itself. Your heart is incredibly intelligent. Incredibly intelligent. I believe... That is like our true compass. You follow your heart. Yeah, yeah. Totally. I mean, as cliche as it is, yeah, like yeah. And it's not. It's just. It's a. I was talking it's to cliche, my counselor today about it, but like, it's just a different way of listening. You're still listening, but you're listening through your heart and your body first, as opposed to just in your head. You know. Yeah. And, and that, that that brings me to the thought I just have of like the way the American school system is and like many school systems in different societies how you, we are taught to you know memorize spit out regurgitate info on a test and then after that it just kind of leaves the head there's no you don't digest anything you know we're sitting up we're living in our head and that's like the school system kind of we develop that way we yeah. have no you know sense yeah. of self no one teaches you you know how to be aware or, you know people say follow your intu- intuition at a young age but like how do you find your intuition and that's like something that really like I would say people say don't follow your intuition like really? I feel like that's I feel like your intuition is relatively di- just disregarded and like I think like you watch like you can watch like kids like rel- you know toddlers and such that haven't been um, you know just completely wrecked by sugar and a bunch of shit like from the time they were fucking born yeah they 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 literally eat intuitively Hmm. they move intuitively like part of my rehabilitation process has been infantile progressive movements 
because infants just know how to move. They know how to go. Their brain's from, not developed yet, but their, their body, body yet, knows how to move. move. Like they literally know how to roll over, progress into a crawl, progress into walking. You know, no, like you may support your kid, you know, hold the little baby up, whatever, while he's trying to walk, he or she, and you know, there's that, but like it's not like you sat him down and was like, okay, well, after you sit up, then we're going to work on standing up. Yeah. Like, they operate by intuition, and I and and I and by failing a lot, they fall down, they get back up, they fall down, they get back up. They don't feel like shit for doing that. Hmm. We ingrain that failing is bad. Don't fail. Don't do this. Don't fall down. Don't regard your intuition. If you feel a certain way when you walk into a room, if you feel scared, you feel sad. Suppress that shit. Keep moving. Like your fucking heart. Your fucking intuition is your compass. And that shit is programmed, whatever you want to call it, out of us. Yeah, no big in, in my opinion. No, I agree. That was a great point on it, for sure. Yeah, it's just like like that uh, TED Talk we watched, the Ken Robinson TED Talk. Oh, that's phenomenal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, creativity is squandered from yeah. day one. And I believe the farther, and, and, with, and because of that, that's basically equating to other people's expectations of what you should or should not be or should or should not do, et cetera, et cetera. The borders of society. The borders of society, yeah. societal implications, your parents' implications. That's why I love the phrase that Gary Vee uses. Sometimes you got to say, fuck you, mom. Yeah. Because when you're constantly, like, I am the living definition of this. When you're constantly trying to mold your reality to someone else's expectations, all it does is just drive you into a fucking hole. Just, I mean, you're just digging your own fucking hole, trying to make everybody else happy, and you're just fucking digging your hole deeper and deeper, over and over. And when you start coming from your compass, what feels right to me, what feels right to my intuition, what feels right to my heart, and you move from there first, then it's like shit starts, like... Everything falls in your lap, you get lucky all of a sudden. Yeah, you start getting lucky, there's congruency, whatever. You can call that whatever you want. Whatever school of thought feels good to you, place that there. Yeah. But I'm just saying when you when you learn to go inward and follow that compass as opposed to building your direction off of other people's expectations, and keep in mind this is a very, very hard thing to deduce. It's a very hard thing to get down to, okay, what really drives me? Because everybody and their sister wants to be a fucking singer, wants to be an actor, mm-hmm. wants to be this and that. But even why Why is that? Because that's the only way that a lot of people feel like they're going to fit in or get recognition or get the love that they want and so desperately need. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's in every case. Yeah. But if I'm not famous, no one will love me type of thing. Yeah. It shouldn't matter if you're fucking an 18-year... If you're an 18-year-old girl and you want to be a goddamn welder, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Go be a fucking welder. Period. Yeah. Embrace the fuck. If that's what, if that's where your heart guides you, if that's the medium that you want to create from, and you see value in that, then fucking go for it. Like I think it's our really, generation is finally a generation that's starting to do that more and more. And I think the generations after us will really get it down. I think so. Yeah, it's it's definitely a progressive thing, and I think we're years, on the right yeah, track I think for sure. Are. That's why I. I'm, you know, I used to like feel like I don't even know how to say it. the weight of the world was on my shoulders, 
like is in like all of this bad shit that goes on like I just all like felt it weighing on me I I hated that you know especially being like deeply fucking depressed and mentally ill like I hated that I was supposed to like function in this society that I that I so strongly didn't like and and vibe with that had so much wrong with it I didn't even want to be a part of the world in a lot of ways but realizing that I have to change my consciousness to change consciousness Mm. has been profoundly profoundly directing and, and guiding if you will I'm like, okay, I got, I got to, oh man, there's a fucking phrase. Um, something like, something along the lines of, I was a smart man, so I tried to change the world. Then I became a smarter man, so I changed myself. Okay, yeah, I've kind of heard. And that's, like that's that. butchered, absolutely. A little just bit, but paraphrased by what you're yeah. saying, and that's so fucking true. You, you, yeah. It has to start with you. Yeah, if you and, want everyone else to be happy, find happiness with happiness with yourself and then everybody's gonna be like oh man he's doing really good he's doing pretty good like yeah dude you just right you you bring so many so many other people up you bring people up when you're good energy is contagious it's so contagious just like with me and you the energy we've had these past couple months like it really is and like i know so when we go around it feels like just just this fucking step up yeah and it is so contagious the fact that even the other night when we're out and like we met up with you I didn't so much notice it in myself because I hang out with you a lot, but with Kat, I noticed with her, her energy, her energy went up right away. Oh, really? Because I was around you, my energy was heightened, and then she just kind of, she masked the energy and kind of was like, boom, rolling That's high with us. dope. Because then it was like a contagious little circle we were in, and it was awesome. And, and it was awesome. It, it is awesome. That's incredible to that you noticed that. Yeah. I, that's what I mean. That's, that's the sense. That's listening in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I was also kind of like observing her and it was cool because she like boom just masked it right away but yeah. it was like not a hard vibe to really mask it was like right. just a happy yeah do whatever we want I was you know? feeling it yeah you're, you're hot that's what I wish you're hot that's what I wish you I love it uh, um, no I just and and I feel like when you so when you're you know vibing at that frequency whatever you want to call it um, I feel like when you're there you know it definitely is contagious but then also this is some, and this is where it does get super opinionated. I don't believe in placing hierarchies on it, like oh, I'm feeling this, so I'm a better human being, or my vibe is better mm. than X and Y. That's just me. I I just believe it's different, and why I think that's crucial is, like, I won't I won't say names, but a very close individual in my life, you know, feels bad that he doesn't feel that that he doesn't understand himself firstly and you know doesn't um doesn't quite get this energetic uh sense yet and he he feels bad because of it and he beats himself up a lot just about general you know things yeah and so i believe part of being at that resonance or frequency is allowing the space for others to feel what they need to feel. I feel like that's how you change other people's frequency. As in, like, you know, like, whatever it is that he's currently feeling, bad 
mad, sad, good, whatever. You know, just a lot like understanding from your perspective because you already know it's okay to feel those things. Yeah. Allowing said person to to be able to embody and sit with what they feel and understand that there is hope, there is a difference. I say there's a tremendous hope when if he at least yeah. has the awareness to realize that he's kind of hasn't got to that point yet. That's exactly what I said. Oh, he's That's got exactly the ball rolling. The ball's rolling. Good for I was him. like, dude, you're on the right track. You're, yep, you're, you're not getting giving there, yourself man. the credit, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you're, the, you're on the right yeah, track. Keep like, digging, man. You'll, yeah. you'll figure out what's going on. That's yeah. dope that you, that you even said that. No, um, for sure. Because the ball's rolling. Because that's, I mean, a lot of times you're so numb to it. You, you, have no, you have no sense of self, but you don't even realize you have no sense of self. Right. And for me, that hit me like a ton of bricks when in my early adult years when I was like, fuck. I don't know what I like. I don't know what I want yeah. to do. And it's like, well, I better figure this out because I got a long life ahead of me. Right. <laughs> and so it was like right there. It's like, cool. It kind of hits you in the face. I have no idea what's going on. But at least you have that, at least you have that thought. Okay. Okay. It's fucking okay, it's okay. to not know what the fucking like, next step fuck is. Fuck yeah, you realize that. Fuck right. yeah, you're asking questions. Like, oh, thank God. Right. Because <laughs> so many people, they don't. They just, it's like uh, the rat race or whatever a lot of people call you know, that society is in. Right. It's like, because yeah, they just don't. They don't really dig deep. They think... Things like digging meditation, deep. digging deep. Dude, that's where I feel like you're at a, when you get to that point, like you can notice that and then you can either be like, you can numb that, like I mentioned, in whatever way that is. Mm-hmm. To me, energetically speaking, it's going in your head. Whatever it is in your head, you know, watching TV, scrolling through your phone endlessly, yeah. doing all these things to numb in your head. I think, like like I said, the fork in the road is that or going deep inward, digging deep, hmm. getting in your body, pulling that energy out of your head and recognizing your body, hmm. like through movement, through whatever way that is. For me, it was movement. That's why I do yoga. That's why, like, literally relearning how to breathe through these infantile progressions hmm. has brought me back into my body more. For when sure. I same when I am aware of my breath, it brings me back into my body more, which brings me more into the present moment You're more, grounded. which provides me liberation and freedom within the present moment and the mental space to think how I need to think and say what I need to say. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? 100%. It's like a, it's like a chain, boom, 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 yeah. and like once you start building that congruency, that's when you really fucking take off. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just I I don't. That's why I don't believe like. A lot of people get woke in air quotes because I'm fucking sick of that word. Um, Most of y'all motherfuckers need to go to sleep, yeah, get some rest. You need a nap or some shit. Um, but you know, and then they and then they're on this high, and that's great. Like it's especially great when you come out of the fucking gutter of your own mind. Oh yeah. Um, it's a great feeling. It's easy to be high, but I just I don't believe in. And that, that's, like I said, that's personal opinion. I don't believe in placing hierarchies on it because showing people that it exists and that, you know, that it is a uh, quite a progression and a journey to get there it and providing, and providing that space is it crucial. It many steps. Crucial. So, like, first realizing that you're like, okay, I'm, I don't know what's going on in my own body and mind. Boom. You started. There you Good. go. Good good news fuck off (laughs) Twitter (laughs) but I don't know it's just like the phrase I always use like you want it deep but you lack depth 
I like that one. Yeah. You know, I like, that like one a lot. you, you're all like, and I'm only going to be able to converse with you. I'm only going to be able to meet you as deep as you met yourself. Uh, you know what I mean? And yeah. like it, that, and that's really, it's, it's so easy to notice too, in some conversations with people when they're just like, yo, you don't really know what you're talking about right now. Yeah. And they're just kind of just rambling on about random stuff they heard or whatever it may be. Regurgitating or, without yep. thinking. Yep. Yeah. Regurgitating with the mouth. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's a it's a crazy thing. It's a crazy journey we're on. And I just, I, like, you know, we're not, it's like in society, we're not allowed to suffer. We're not allowed to hurt or feel these normal-ass things like pain, like suffering, like darkness in general to get to those points of light. Mm-hmm. Like, there is one... Um, $193.2 billion in lost earnings per year from mental health issues. Whoa. That's alarming. You talk about a fucking economical shift. That's yeah. all, That's damn near $200 billion in lost earnings wow. because of mental health. Because yeah. we're not allowed to face these normal-ass things. Suffering has been around as long as things have existed Mm -hmm. and it's like now we've gotten to the point in society where it's completely taboo we don't talk about it you know what I mean as opposed to being able like I said to provide when you are in this place when you are have went through a journey and you are in a good spot now providing that space for someone else to feel what they need to feel to progress to how they need to progress in whatever fashion that is whatever pace that is that's fucking crucial in society you know what I mean like that needs to be allowed you need to be able to allowed I would love for my manager at work that I don't work at any longer but (laughs) wherever wherever job that is I would love for it to be like my manager could come to me and say man I'm, I'm fucking hurting today I, I woke up with the worst anxiety I've probably ever felt in my life. I don't even know what anxiety is. It just hurt, and I hurt right now. And I'll be like, you know what, ma'am, sir, whoever, let me help you out today. Yeah. That's the society I'm going for. That'd be awesome. You know what I'm saying? Because we have to show up with our happy face on like nothing's wrong. And that's a load of bullshit. So stupid. When you learn how, man, I'm telling you, that one thing alone, embracing darkness, embracing my own pain and suffering in, in all realms, has done nothing but make me escalate, has done nothing but make me progress as a human being. And that's the hardest lesson to give somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because like we've talked about, it's, it's scary to meet those. But just allowing that, literally just providing space for someone to fucking hurt in any way, then you can equip them with how to overcome that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 100%. If you start with, fuck you, you're not allowed to feel that, infant, toddler, adolescent, teenager, so when you young adult, it, you manager, boss, it. CEO, whoever the fuck, you're not allowed to feel that. You're fucking, you're shooting society, you're shooting society in the foot. You're shooting yourself in your own foot as a, as a human existence. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Providing that space to allow people to feel what they need to feel is fucking crucial to me. 
fucking crucial. Like, it's huge, yeah. Yeah, like it's huge. Where especially, you know, there's different, obviously, gender implications from side to side. Men, you're not supposed to cry. You're not. I can't tell you how many times I got my ass beat just for crying. And after you get yeah. your ass beat so many times just for crying, you fucking quit crying. I've said some stupid shit. Oh, my allergies are bothering me. I'm not crying. Right. My allergies are bothering me. Right. And Whatever. Then you're taking Benadryl for no reason just to make it look like you're okay. Yeah, I know exactly what that's like. You're, we're not even allowed. Like from and how old was that? You don't even have to tell me. That's rhetorical. Young. Yep. Young. Exactly. Young. But Real that's young. what I mean. That's stupid. what I'm saying right yep. there. That shit is progressively just bred out of us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As opposed to saying, "Okay, Michael, check this out." Let's talk about why you're sad. Yeah, why are you crying? Yeah, what, what's, what are you feeling in your body right now, yeah. man? Does it hurt? Yeah. Do you feel hurt? You may not even know where to start. Generally speaking, when you start that process, you don't know where to start. 100%. I don't know. I'm just fucking angry. That was me. That's all I could feel was anger. Every fucking thing came back to anger. Just infuriated me. If I was sad, it turned into anger. If I got physically hurt, it turned into anger. If you tried me and it made me angry, I got even angrier. Damn. Everything turned to anger. Anger is a secondary emotion to fear. Mm-hmm. What was I afraid of? Mm-hmm. That's what we need to be taught. That's emotional intelligence. Getting someone at a young age, that's why I stand the fuck behind early childhood prevention and education, is getting someone at a young age to be able to feel what they need to feel, feel how it feels in their body. That's a lot of feels. You feel me? <laughs> I feel. Um, but I feel. just allow, like literally just allowing that to happen. Like it's okay. You, your friend on the playground snatched that shit out of your hand and it hurts you because your toy, you, you what, whatever it is. Like, yeah, like, that's normal. That's okay, man. Let it out. It's okay. Let it out, man. Not, oh, suck it up. You'll be fine. Right. How many times I've fucking heard that? Suck it up. You'll be fine. Right. You start, that, I, I really believe that's where it starts, is just providing that space. And that's why it's such an insecure society also, because you yep. have to hide everything, man. Everything. God. At work, when you're, I mean, think about, think about, again, rhetorical, unless you want to elaborate. Um, <laughs> think about how many first dates you've been on. I'm glad you're on with this, okay. And you just, you're just masked. Okay, so I know exactly where you're hitting at. And I heard this great thing the other day, and it was, it was talking about dating women, and it was saying, you know, everybody tries to give that 10 out of 10. And not every day are you going to be 10 out of 10. Some days you're just going to be 7 out of 10, and that's fine. Give that 7 out of 10. Yeah. Because if you put on this show in front of someone that you don't know, that right. you're always this 10 out of 10, right. well, wait till the fifth or sixth time that you hang out with them, and they're like, wait, you're, you're, you changed? And it's like, oh, no, I'm just being myself. Well, who was that when I first saw you? Exactly. I was putting on my best mask for you. Right. And that is the worst. It's so ungenuine, and I can, you can see it. So now translate that theme to every aspect of society. Yep, yeah, going you into totally work, can. Yep, you totally wherever can. you are, mm-hmm. that's what we do. We do. You know, we're afraid to show any darkness. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what I deduce it down to, is just general darkness, dark energy, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're not, allowed, you're not allowed to feel any of those things. It's like, like job interviews. A lot of times they're such bullshit. And like the job system people are starting to change how they hire people in the hiring yeah. process because you're generic come in shake the hand hand them your resume you just put on this facade of who they yeah. who they want and who you're trying to be who they want and it's just like it doesn't work that way man if you're real in the situation dude the the uh, 
you always succeed. I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but like it always, you get your best outcome. Yeah. When you're always real. Yeah. You always get your best outcome. And I think, uh, this is quite a projection, but I feel like if you, if you're, I feel like you can almost be too real for people. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. if you haven't met yourself yet at a deep level, and I'm over here spewing this bullshit, it's gonna look like insanity. It's gonna, f- you're gonna be like, it, it will. For sure, yeah. It will repulse you. People are like, yo, you that know? guy's a weirdo. Right. And you're like, well, for good reason. I could see why you'd think I'm a weirdo because, right. you know, my actions kind of back that up. Right. Totally. But I, I don't know, man. I just, I think. Yeah, be yourself to an extent because, yeah, I've kind of been in situations like that where I'm just like, oh, I'm just doing whatever I want to do in this moment. I'm very present in the moment. But it's like, okay, you're, a little, you're doing a little too much of whatever the fuck you want to do. I does what I wish to okay. to an extent. Right. Well, <laughs> but, I mean, you know, that's. All within reason. Well, it's like, are you, are you, are you being real or are you yeah. acting at that point? Yeah. You know? Yep. That's a, that's a very common, common thing. Um, and that's where, again, circles back to the present moment and just literally being grounded in your body. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Being aware of that sense. You'll know if you're, if you're on that level or not. Mm-hmm. You'll know if you're coming with some bullshit or not. And other people will sense that. Oh, big time. That you know energy, what I mean? Real to recognize real. Yeah. Um, as simple as that. But. Alrighty, everyone. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you're still there. This is episode eight of the iPhone Files. Ask my boy Dustin Brooks. Check him out. Follow him on Instagram. Follow his journey. Hit him up if you need anything. He's a great guy. Fantastic person to talk to. But I hope you appreciate this episode. It was a good one. I know I learned a lot from it. Yeah, I hope you did too. This is it. Episode 8 of the iPhone Files. Look out for episode 9 coming at you. Thanks, guys, for listening. It's Michael Escobedo. Peace.